everyone. I love you all. I know you're having a great time at the concert tonight. Quite frankly, he's amazing. All of you in attendance are the true backbone of our great country. Hardworking, God-fearing, rock and roll patriots. Bob is truly one of the greatest entertainers of our time. Not the best golfer by any means. His golf game could use a little work, but a great, great entertainer, and that's why you're there. Let's all continue to love one another, fight for our God-given freedoms, and most of all, let's make America rock again. And then here comes the guy. That we'll reveal coming up this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Just kicked off his tour Friday in Evansville, Indiana. And so when the president comes on screen, they just lose their minds. And he's there to welcome them to Bob's concert. Who is Bob? What's his stage name? Find out coming up. Howdy, I'm Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and friends. We have conversations about current events, pop culture, music, trends, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. And it was established last episode that you are much more than, than just Caddy's wife, as you have been for 242 episodes of this podcast, and that changes now. Actually, it's changed last episode, didn't it? I mean, do you have like a drum roll or anything? Like we what can, happens? I, I don't have time. I don't have, we don't have the, the memory in the computer for that. But. Okay. Or like some Beyonce. Hi, I'm Donna. Okay. Hi, I'm Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. And this, I'm a Zeta Ta'afa. Okay, perfect. See? Per- beautifully done. Thank you. Beautifully done. I was going to say I was a Zeta Ta Alpha, but, but I'm Your forever wife, a Zeta yeah. Ta Alpha. Did you have a secret handshake? We are, and I won't reveal it. Do you know that I will not even reveal it to my children unless they, they, become, they became Zetas? Yeah. That was Donna's one sentence character building statement. You're going to know more about me than to, you ever wanted to, to know. build Donna's character in the podcast after 242 episodes. Where was I? Where was my head? It's up my ass. That's where it was, Donna. Mm-hmm. I agree. I concur. Okay. <laughs> so... I just want you to know I'm done with nachos. I'm done. Okay. If you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, and we really appreciate all of you who are new to the podcast, who are old to the podcast, who are loyal pod peeps, whatever you are, you know that in past episodes, I have professed my love for nachos. I love nachos. They're just like the perfect food, and I just love them. Well, went on spring break with my girls, our girls, um, Olivia, who is 18, and Charlotte, who is 16. And you stayed home and took one for the team, which we really appreciated. I can't say that enough because you had a work event that you had to do. Well, more than that, somebody had to keep the dogs. Yeah, we have a really old dog and she couldn't be boarded. She just couldn't because they would, yeah, there's a liability, I'm sure, with her just even walking through the front door. So, I mean, if you have animals, it's like really a conundrum. Like, what do you do? You can't bring them with you. You can't leave them at home. And during spring break, there's no boarding available. Um, and there's not a lot of like, I mean, this is this is bigger than a dog walk. Because people have said to me, oh, have someone come into the house. This is bigger than that. They're going to walk in and be like, wow, okay, is this dog alive? She smells terrible. Because sometimes you don't know. 
And sometimes you think she's dead yeah. when you walk in the morning. And times. I didn't want to put that More on More often someone. than not now, you think you walk in and think she's dead. And then all of a sudden you'll see her climbing a tree. Yep. Chasing, chasing the squirrel. So I just didn't want to put that on anyone. So we appreciate it. I want to say that of first course, and foremost, course, you doing that. Um, however, we we so we went down to 30A and we stayed kind of in the um, the hub, which is kind of a new area, the prominence area. And the hub is like a big place where um, Luke Bryan has a cigar place there. Oh, I've got a hat for you. I forgot to tell you. Thank you. And um, there's just a bunch of kind of like food places there. There's retail. Yes, and they have this amazing barbecue place. If you've been down there, you know about this barbecue place. And they have nachos, and the nachos have brisket. Like, if I talk about this, there's a chance I could hurl okay, but, but into why are, we, why are we swearing off nachos if, if you're going to describe a beef brisket nacho? They were so good. But here's the problem. I ate them four days in a row. Four, And I was only there four days. So I ate them every single why? day. Is that the only thing on the menu? Come on. I just couldn't give them up. Because and I, you enjoyed it so much. I love nachos. Okay. And Charlotte egged me on. On the fourth day, I'm like, I don't think I need these nachos again. Because it was always like this, you know how you like, you eat breakfast, you eat cereal or whatever at your place, and then you get out on the beach or you do stuff and you kind of forget about lunch. So this was like my two o'clock pre-nap snack. And so I'd go over and I'd get a red raspberry road dog drink, which the bartender got to where he hated me because you have to muddle these cherries. And it was like- oh, That's a lot. You're extra. Yeah. And so- then what, I would. What time is it? It's three o'clock. Ten thirty. Yeah, and so I'd get. Yeah, I could only. I mean, they're expensive. It was like ridiculous. This drink. So it was like twenty dollars. So I'm like, I can only get one a day. So I walked over to then the nacho place and I would get my nachos. So much so that on the third day, the guy goes, "Hey, I love the fact that you, you love our nachos. Yes, but I just want you to know." Like, we own, this guy, we own, like, the shrimp basket, because they've done all these new food places. We own the, um, the I don't know, like, you know, whatever, six different places. And he's like, you should try some other places. Like, he was trying to swear me off his nachos. Mm-hmm. On the fourth day, I'm out there eating them, watching the Masters. Beautiful day. Windy as hell. I'm, like, look like babushka. But, I mean, it's gorgeous, sunshiny out there. But I've got my, like, you know, blankets over me, just trying to eat my nachos. And this man comes up. With his family. And he goes, Charlotte's sitting there. He goes, wow, those nachos look amazing. And I'm like, they are. And I'm like talking to him a lot. Was that, was that delivery? Yeah. I'm okay. not really talking to him a lot. And he goes, well, do you suggest that I get them? And I go, absolutely. And he goes, well, what's, what is that, pork? And I said, no, it's brisket. And Charlotte says to him, she's, this is the only meal she's eaten for four days. Every day she gets these nachos. And both him and his wife just looked at me like I was I, probably because the like I was wrapped up like babushka, but they were just like, "What a weird woman!" Like weird, and they just sort of walked off like, and were like, "Okay, have a good day." Did they go get the nachos? Honestly, I don't know because I was so into my nachos I couldn't even like look up. But when I left there, I told Charlotte, "I go, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I cannot eat any more nachos. If you see me eating a nacho, smack your hand. Stop me. Pull a Will stop Smith. You. Stop you. Pull a Will Smith. Come up." And throat punch me. Well, let's, let's not do not that. Not when I have a nacho in my mouth. Let's not do that. Let's not afterwards. do that at all. Yeah. It's just a lot. All right. So what else is going on down there? Well, <sighs> lots of things. First of all, um, this was a return trip. On uh, Usually we don't go down to this area of the beach on spring break. We usually, we've always gone the week literally between after Christmas and New Year's. And it's really nice down there and it's not crowded. And we've gone in the summer. I have only gone on spring break one other time before with Will and it was Bedlam. Bedlam. What year did you go? One year too. I don't remember. I went with the with his friend's mom one year. I went with uh, the dad one Dr. year. Dr. Uh, 
Yeah, I, went with, the, I went with the wife one year. Okay. So um, thankfully, our girls are not partiers, which I've, I've realized that like maybe because we were such partiers, they're not partiers because it would be like nine o'clock. And I'm like, hey, you guys want to go down like to Grayton and check out like the red bar? Like, they wouldn't go in the bar, you know what I mean? But just like, I'm like, it burned down. Let's just go see. They rebuilt it. I'm thinking they can hang out on the beach. Maybe I could get a drink. You Rather know? than go play putt-putt or something. There's no putt-putt. There's no putt-putt on 38. But then I'm like, do you guys want to like, you know, go over, back over to, after we eat dinner, back over to the hub? They got like the silent disco going on. Well, everything closes up at 10 o'clock because they put this curfew on this town because they can't handle all these spring breakers. I could not get one bar of service. Like, I brought my laptop thinking maybe I'd do a little work. Nothing. You can't even get a phone call. I could barely talk to you. Is that because of volume of people or it just, in phone calls, you think? It, it's yes. It's just overloaded? They the- said that it is completely, it overloads this stretch of land. Um, other thing is, I want to talk about, are these kids in the backpacks? I don't know where they're going and what they have in these backpacks. But there's just thousands and thousands, and I'm not even kidding here, of kids with backpacks. I'm like, what do they have in there? Do they have their mama's vodka? Do they have their vape pens? Do they have... Uh, C. Do they have stuffed C, animals? all of the above. Do they have D. a ch- change of clothes from what their mom yeah, and the daddy saw them sure. leave? Yeah, it's just everybody's got backpacks. And then you'll you'll just come upon these at like eight, nine o'clock, just these piles of bikes, like a hundred deep in front of someone's house or a condo or something. It, it's It's crazy. And it's very triggering as a mom because at night it's super dark down there. And like none of these kids, if I can get serious for a minute, none of these kids have like reflectors or anything on their bikes. Are they bikes you rent or bikes they brought from home? Probably both. But I mean, you don't see them. They just dart out in front of you. And like four and five will come. And and when I'm talking about, I'm not being a helicopter mom here because I, I, I'm a big believer in, you know what, you're 15, 16, you need to learn how to cross the street and all that stuff. I'm talking about kids that are 9, 10, 11 years old who aren't even really good on their bikes. They're kind of shaky. And part of the bike path, like they'll end up in the road. I was so triggered. I was like, one night I made Olivia drive. And it wasn't even because I had been drinking. I was just like, I could, I do not, I'm like becoming that old person that cannot see well. I, can't, I told you I can't. And I'm definitely afraid. I have a thing. I am somebody. afraid I'm going to hit a kid. I've told you. That's been my worst fear. I told Mayor Gilvin and Alpharetta that, that one time. And that's when they got the scramble sidewalks. Not because I said it, but that, that, that part of Alpharetta, people were just scared they were going to run just, somebody yeah. over. Because and people just rule. step out. Here's a rule for everybody, by the way. If there's a crosswalk, use the crosswalk. Don't stand in the cross. I, I see this at Avalon where you work all the time. Don't stand in the crosswalk entrance or exit and, and scroll your social media. Uh, it's unbelievable. Or be on the phone or have a conversation because I'm going to stop thinking you want to cross. I'm right. going to be a respectful driver. You have the right of way in a crosswalk. Yeah. So, only stand there if you're ready to go. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, we had a really good time. You know, it was just nice spending the time with the girls. We're easy breezy. I mean, we definitely missed you, but like if we wanted to eat yogurt for dinner, we did. You know, it wasn't like we had to like, you know, we, we well, were like, I wouldn't approve that here. No, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like we had to have certain reservations or whatever. And oh, I see. Um, oh that's because I wasn't there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay. the funniest thing I heard on a beach this is really funny, is there were these three groups of women. There were three women, I should say, and they had older kids, and they were beside our chairs on the beach, and the girls had gone to walk or do something. And um, I was sitting there reading my book, and I hear these three women, and one of them said, oh, my gosh. And the other woman said, what? And she goes, Dan just texted me 
that his boss told him that he could go on spring break. So he's heading down here. And they were all like, no, no. Oh, Dan's dad. Yeah. They were like, no, call him and tell him we don't need him. Stay there. Stay there. Not that we don't love you, man. In your mind, what was your, because I'm sure you didn't say it out loud to complete strangers, but in your mind, what did you think when you heard that? Uh, Tell Dan to stay there. There's not enough time. It's, yeah. You're not going to get down here before you can get back. Just okay. let it go. As Elsa says, let really? it go. Okay. Last thing I want to say, it was very windy. I know it was cold here, but it was freezing. Like I couldn't get in the water. Uh, I've got one of our children is like a professional, like Lance Armstrong bike rider. And she's on her like professional bike. And I'm on what could best be described as. A huffy. If even. With like a bad chain and no brakes. And so she's like, Mom, let's just go on a little bike ride. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they always say that to you. We'll go up here and have lunch in Rosemary. Well, that's like 40 miles away on the beat, on the bike. So I'm pedaling, pedaling. I'm, I'm doing the best I can, honestly. And as I told her, I'm not pedaling for a medal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just out here enjoying the day. Then the wind comes. And it's literally like pedaling through quicksand. Right. So I make it there, have my brunch. Had me a little pliable. I'm feeling energized. Get back on the bike, which as an aside too, a lot of these kids ride these bikes in their bikinis and I'm all for it. Like there, I know there are a lot of moms who are like, I can't believe those girls have their rear ends hanging out. I honestly, I don't care. If I looked like that. At 13. At any age, I would bike in my bikini with my ass up in there. Like I'd purposely, even when you don't need to stand up to get like, you know, some power going on your bike. You'd, you'd stand I'd up just stand it. up and shake have it. my ass cheeks hanging shake out it. in the wind. Is that great? Yeah. I love her. Or him. Or them. Well, I thought, just as you shake, shake it, it, shake it for us. Shake it, shake it. No, shake it for us on your bike. Stand up Well, I couldn't, so let me tell you what happens. We're coming back in the wind, and I can't do it anymore. I quit. I said, Olivia, I don't want to do this. And I mean, I'm cussing. You know what I told her? I said, I'd rather have four strep tests in a row than be on this bike right now. My JJ hurts. I'm tired of sitting on this bike. I, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm pedaling, and I'm not. I, it was just a disaster. Frustrating. Yeah, but there's nothing to do. Who's going to come get me? You're not there. No, because you, you would have turned me away had I called and could. Yeah, I called out. you off. Seriously. So me this, and Dan, this, you follow. This just shows you that Shonies. anything can happen with Venmo. This little boy comes by, and he's like 12 years old. And I'm, he's like, you can do it. And I said, actually, I can't. I can't. I said, can you drive a car and come back and get me? He goes, he turns around, stops his bike, and says to me, mm-hmm. you ready for this? All right. No, but you know what I can do? I've got a rope in my backpack, because that's what he's got in his backpack. He goes, you hold on to the, I'm not kidding. You hold on to the rope, <laughs> and I'll pull you, and if you don't have cash on you, you can Venmo, Venmo me $15. To pull you with a rope. To pull me with a rope. Behind his what? His huffy. And Olivia just stops and is looking at this whole thing go down. And I, I looked at him and I said, are you strong? I'm, like, I'm entertaining it now. I'm like, are so you strong too, enough sure. to pull me? And his brother, the older brother, comes up and goes, come on, let's go. And he leaves. And I'm like, who's this asshole brother? Like, I had a ride home for $15. I don't even know if it was going to work. But here's what I did know. It was going to get me moving. You know yeah. what I mean? The brother was your bike blocker. Totally. He was going to, at least this little boy was going to get me going. You know what I mean? Like get some speed going. So two and a half hours later, I roar into the promenades. 
tired and winded. Oh, my God. I had to take a nap and then get ready for my nachos. So there you go. I've discovered that it's very eerie to have a podcast and as many episodes as we, we do. When you go back and listen to an older episode, and it's almost like this is a, a an oral history of our family for like our, our kids and, and, and their kids. What kid, was going know? on? And, and that too, a timeline of what was going on in the history of the world. And so many things we, we launched in January of 2020. So many things have happened in this two, two plus year period, Donna. Historical moments, big, big, huge historical moments. One of them being a freaking pandemic. Three months after we launched this podcast. An episode on February 11th, 2020. It was a Tuesday. The episode was titled Death Starts at 269. You've heard us reference this podcast, this particular episode, a few times. Here's why. It was in that episode that we first made mention of a pandemic. Well, a virus, really, more than a pandemic at the time. Right, because who didn't? I think it was the 18th of... It was before spring break. Yeah, when they declared it a, a, a pandemic. Anyway, Carnival at the time, Carnival cruise ships at the time, continued to run their commercials. That said, fun starts at 269. And I said, no, 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 no. If you get on that cruise ship, you're going to die. Death starts at 269. And it was at this time, though, Donna, we weren't quite sure what was getting ready to happen. But I said in that episode, you're going to have no spring break. Your spring break, you, you, your spring break is going to be canceled. People said to me, you're crazy. I'm going to 30A or I'm going to Gallenberg, Gallenberg or Turks and Caicos. My spring break's not going to cancel a guy like that. What do you know? It's eerie to go back and hear historical things like that. Dr. Fauci, who became everybody's best friend during the pandemic, right? The poster child, yes. He was on uh, ABC's This Week Sunday. And I think that this is a very telling moment in the pandemic with coronavirus in that this is Dr. Fauci, who's the highest ranking medical official in the, in the, in the, in the government in the country, they would say. And he says this about coronavirus this is not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated mm. and what's going to happen is that we're going to see that each individual is going to have to make their calculation of the amount of risk that they want to take so we're at that point that we're going to have to live with some degree of virus in the community the best way to mitigate that john is to get vaccinated if you're not to get boosted if you're el- eligible to be boosted Dr. Fauci throwing in the towel. I don't think he's throwing in the towel. And saying, you're on your own now. We're done. We've done all we can do. And are, are you, I was not surprised to hear him say that we're always going to have to live with, with a piece of the virus. The entire country. Well, the entire world, really. Shut down. Nobody flew on airplanes. Nobody went to work. Nobody went out to Eat, dinner. Haircuts. It was bizarre. Nothing. Like, if you think about it. L. King and Miranda Lambert have the number one country song in America this week with Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. The first time in 30 years there has been an all-female, uh, uh, or at least more than, you know, a collaboration, an all-female collaboration at the top of the country chart. 30 years ago, what female duo landed at number one? That conversation is coming up. Can I uh, yes? Uh, you, what if you get it right? Okay, never mind. I was talking to Brandon. The other day, Brandon's a friend of ours. And, you know, I worked at the same radio station, the former Kicks 115 here in Atlanta for 20, 26 years. I was hired when I was 19. 
had about two weeks of college under my belt. I went for two years, but I had about two weeks of credits under my belt. And I got a call to come to Myrtle Beach. Was there for uh, nine months, I guess. 18, 19 at the time. One, I was doing seven to midnight. One night, I'm on the air at the radio station, and I see Radio and Records, which was the began industry trade publication. And there was a full page ad for Kicks in Atlanta, and uh, seven to midnight. And so I applied for it. I stayed up all night at the radio station that night, putting together a tape. FedEx it the next day. Ultimately, got the job. Twenty six years was there. I just I don't know how we got to the conversation about this, but I said to Brandon, I said, "How long have you been here at Gallery Furniture?" And he said, "Caddy." I started here part-time when I was a sophomore in high school. I think he went to West Hall, but a local local Gainesville Hall County guy. A sophomore in high school, it's over 30 years. It's unbelievable. They've only been open 40. Yeah. 41, maybe 42. But that says something about who he works for. You don't stay with a company or with people if they don't treat people right, if they don't do things the right way, if they're not on the up and up, if they're, you know, if they can't back up what they're selling, because he now sells and and, and does all this, you know, in in gallery furniture. So he's not going to do that if he stood around for 15 of those years and watched someone rip someone off or they don't, you know, bait and switch, they don't have the furniture. Um, And you laugh about that kind of stuff, but it goes on all the time. And not just at small retailers that are selling furniture, it goes on with the big box retailers. But you sign off on it because if you finance something for 10 years, you're, you're kind of doing a bait and switch. I mean, the furniture that they're selling you, number one, it's not going to be around. That couch is not going to be good in 10 years. And you're still going to be paying the sucker off. And then you'll probably go back to them. And they're like, you know what? We'll just roll what you have left, which is probably five years, even after you paid on it, of your old couch into your new one. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your kids. If you're helping them, you know, they're starting a house and or they've built a house and they're starting to get furniture, go to gallery and let them help you. Um, we have a friend, Ben, who just went up and basically redid his entire house, came in under budget and left thrilled, had the most pleasant experience and just couldn't have been any happier. When you find it at gallery furniture, whether it is a dining room set, bedroom set, sectional, recliners, lined up like Jets at Hartsfield, mattresses, accessories, paintings, lamps. They got it all. Gallery furniture. You find it there today. You take it home today. You take you drive it back home same day. Or they got a fleet of trucks. They can they can schedule delivery within a day, maybe even that afternoon. They'll get it to you, but you can you can take it home that day. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag ask for Donna. Ask for Marilyn. Ask for Brandon, who's been there since he was a sophomore in high school. Part-time job. Shane up there. They're great people. And put on put in your calendar. I had a couple of people reach out and said, I hadn't heard you say what time it is for the Red, White, and Blue Great American Pre-Memorial Day uh, parking lot party. 11 to 2 is what we read on, I think, right? That's right. And legally, I was told you have to say not featuring Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce, right. yes. They've reached out Some again. questions about that. Uh-huh. Well, this year, too. All right, turns out. All right. Gallery Furniture Gainesville. We'll see you there Saturday, May 21st, 11 to 2, with free lunch, live music. It's a big parking lot party with great deals on great furniture from a great family business. Ask for the Wolfman at Gallery Furniture. We're grateful for pod support from T-Mobile. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network. Brightmore Healthcare. Catch Chris Jansen with Tyler Farr. 
at Brightmore Healthcare Amphitheater in Fayetteville, Georgia, Friday, April 22nd, presented by and welcomed by Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. And I think Chris Jansen is going to be with us on the next episode of this podcast. Cannot wait. What are you going to have? You, have I yeah. asked you to work and guess got, Yeah, I got to go in. Guests of the My Second Night Podcast State Properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know, stand by and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. You are a business traveler, and your days are busy, hectic, and chaotic. You are a road warrior, under pressure every day to get things closed, to get things done. You demand technology in a business center, Wi-Fi that's free and fast. You must be able to plug in and power up. You are a business traveler, and there's no time to waste. At your hotel, you need to be getting things done or getting rest. At properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, you can do both. When your day is done, you want to relax, unwind, and feel at ease. Mingle with other guests in the bright contemporary lobby. Take a swim, hit the gym, or enjoy the cozy outdoor fire pit and barbecue grills. Noonan's three Paramount properties are perfect for the business traveler and perfect for your client. Home to Suites by Hilton, Town Play Suites by Marriott. Both properties are located at Ashley Park. The Hampton Inn by Hilton in Noonan is also a Paramount property. Three great brands, one trusted team. Paramount Hospitality Management. I'm Cadillac Jack. You want to stay at a Paramount property? I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family. And you will be too. Come and get your board. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. So we had a poll in the letter, issue 106, this past weekend, about Donna writing a country song. As the um, Do Something New Every Month initiative continues to 2022. Or just get one in in 12 months and you'll be okay. Right, which is why I've really put a lot of work into this, and I'm really already into this song. Okay, the song we're going to write. Well, I'm sorry. It's already half written. Okay, here's the deal. We, we polled you in the letter. Uh, what type of country song would you like Caddy and Donna to write? Love song, party anthem, uh, cheating song. Overwhelming response, 46% of the vote, party anthem. Oh, yeah. Think Jason Aldean, my kind of party. Think... Uh, We'll have some better examples next episode. I don't think we're going to need them because okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is going so well. You're going to die do you, as you as you create and, and write this song. Do you have someone in your mind as you write it that you think could pull it off? Like, are you writing for for a specific artist in mind? Well, I was thinking Travis Tripp, but he hates mm, you, so yeah, that's not, not going to work. work. So I'm working on some other people. Yeah. I'm thinking Dirk. Like, I think like, well, I mean, like maybe like Cole Swindell okay. or like right. Tyler Farr could definitely do this. Pull we, it I off. I can pitch it. Yeah, April twenty second. Um, uh, yeah, I think or we can a... pitch it in the next episode with Chris Jansen. Yes, 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 Make yes. Make a yes. note. Right okay. We need to ask him about the song. We can okay. cheat with Chris Jansen. Okay. We also asked you in the letter uh, which word or words must be included in the title of the song: hippopotamus, cooter brown, or eight point buck. Overwhelming, 
43% of the vote goes to Cooter Brown. So it will be a party anthem with Cooter Brown in the title. That's what we know so far. Yeah, um, it's, this is so good already. Next issue of the letter, this Saturday, issue 107. Two questions to answer, and then Donna's on her own. Questions for this Saturday are, what kind of drink will be mentioned in the party anthem with Cooter Brown in the title? A bushwhacker. These are your three choices. Bushwhacker, Hunch Punch, or Natty Light. Yep. Also, the city. You'll choose the city that is mentioned. Featured in, this, in the song. Featured in this party anthem with Cooter Brown in the title. Three to choose from. Tallapoosa, Georgia. The birth site, birth city of Rhubarb Jones. Legendary radio personality in Atlanta. It just sounds fun. Tallapoosa. B. Carrollton, Georgia. Oh, yeah. C. Villarica, Georgia. All three of these cities within 15 minutes of one another? Yeah. Big party West cities. Georgia. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for what I have so far? Oh, you, we're, we're doing that now? Yeah. I got to You have you, something? Yes. How do you have? We're not done with the, with the, the involving the, the pot peeps. I've got so far something in it for them, and I have a blank where they're going to get once the, once the um, drink is cemented, I'll add this in here. Okay, but are you ready for what I have so far? Uh, yeah. I just want you to see if I'm on the right track, okay? Do not interrupt my creative flow when I get going on it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? I can't imagine that there'd be another moment in my life more. Okay, here we go. More ready than this. And I know in the beginning it's going to sound like another song, but just stay with me, okay? Because nobody owns the way a song sounds, let's just face it. And if they want to sue me, this is get okay, us we, even we more press. Yeah, okay, here we go. Ready? Get down, turn around, pop your cooter brown. Okay. Hang it's on. In the, it's in the title. It's in the title, Donna, not the, not the chorus. No, I'm bringing it into the chorus also. Okay. Because it's so good. See, I feel like you've already interrupted my flow. Here we go again. Get down, turn around, pop your cooter brown. Okay, ready? Next next line. Drop your excuses and your panties at the door. Open your mouth and Donna. let the blank pour. Okay, Donna. We, we can't. You can't. That's dirty. That's filthy. It's a party song. Right. You don't mention panties. You do with, in a party without, song. Without pronouncing the T. Make sure you pronounce the T. Okay. I'm all about it. Here we go again. It's panties. Okay, here we go. Ready? Panties. Pronounce the T. Okay, you ready? Ugh. Get down, turn around, poppy cooter brown. Drop your excuses and your panties at the door. Open your mouth and let the blank pour. Love it. Filth. Love it. God, What's it going to be? Is it going to be hunch punch? Is it going to be naughty? I don't know. And let the blank pour. Get it? That's where you put that oh, in. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, oh my okay. God! Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I didn't know this. That hole was there for one of the. the I thought the hole was there for something else, but it's there for one of the three drinks they're going to choose in the letter this Saturday. I get it now. I didn't there for a minute. I did. I didn't know that. Okay. That sounds. That sounds familiar though. Um, Does it? Give me the first line again. All right. Here we go. Get down, Get down, turn around, pop your cooter brown. Pop your boogie. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Why are you revealing that? You can't you're, You can't plagiarize. I'm not. What are you adding to the hype song playlist? Well, I am adding the one of the biggest party anthems of all time, which I heard a lot, I have to tell you, at the beach. Um, and it wasn't from the kids' boom boxes. It was from the 40 the and 45-year-old deities. Um, okay, so I am adding kid rock Oof. And what's that? All what? summer long. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. All summer long. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty four. 
Are you five? Eighty four? Eva? Well, anyway. Well, okay, let's just, you know, the part that goes, down, 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 down. Okay, that's a perfect example. This is a party song, and he sampled Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. So if I want to take a little Brooks and Dunn, it's fine. You sampled the song, the melody song. The, I may do that, hook. too. Right now, I'm You're just. doing lines. No, I'm not. Right now, I'm just in the creative phase. Kid Rock's in the news because he launched his tour uh, Friday. In Evansville, Indiana. And the crowd went nuts. They lost their minds. Their their faces melted. When before Bob's concert, 45 appeared on the huge screens in the concert venue. 45 of what? For the, 45 the president, Don. Oh. Him. Donald J. Trump appears on the big screens. His hair all askew. Uh, okay. And he says this. Everyone, I love you all. I know you're having a great time at the Kid Rock concert tonight. Quite frankly, he's amazing. All of you in attendance are the true backbone of our great country. Hardworking, God-fearing, rock and roll patriots. Bob is truly one of the greatest entertainers of our time. Not the best golfer by any means. His golf game could use a little work. But a great, great entertainer, and that's why you're there. Let's all continue to love one another, fight for our God-given freedoms, and most of all, let's make America rock again. And then he puts on a, a hat that looks like, let's make America great again, but it says, let's make rock great again on the hat, like the red hat with the stitching, like his his Let's his make hats. rock great. So is that Marga? 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 I don't know what it is, but it's, 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 a, play on, it's a, play, a play for kid here. Crowd goes crazy and Ola. And Kid Rock, the rock and roll Jesus appears. Uh, Tammy Raber is getting a lot of follows on the TikTok because she was the one that posted that originally. From Rock and Roll Jesus. Yes. Is the album, I think. Right. It is a great song. I'm going to add a song from Jody Messina. Jody Messina was a huge country, still is a huge country artist, but uh, I mean, had so many hits. Very, one, I think one of the most influential female country artists of that period. Absolutely. Jody Messina lives in Griffin, Georgia which is about 45 miles south of Atlanta. It's very near where our studios are for the Bear 92.5. Um, Brightmore Healthcare is based in Griffin. Here's the hook of the song from Joni Messina, and then I'm going to talk about the connection to it. Up in the mountains, down by the ocean. Remember this, I know, right? I'm going to add that song to the Spotify Hypes on playlist. Now, I can tell you now. Now, we'll I'm tell you, for, we ha- we have that on the first one, but we're going to re it. It doesn't matter. We're re-adding it. it so matter. good. I can tell you right now what I'm adding next episode two, if you want to take that note. Okay. All right. It's going to be a song from Cole Swindell from his new album. And it's going to be uh, the song called She Had Me at Heads, Carolina. Such a great song. I Here, listened to it on the way back. So good. Here's a hook of it from Cole Swindell. Like I am. Cole Swindell has done here with this song it's called a callback song an answer song or a response song and in this new song he is going back to 96 to Heads Carolina Tales California from Jody Messina here are some examples that maybe will connect the dots easier for you 
Some examples of answer songs, response songs, callback songs. Travis Tritt <sighs> wrote and released Strong Enough to Be Your Man in 2002 in response to Sheryl Crow's Strong Enough released in 94. Love it. Because right. the line was, are you strong enough to be my man? So it's a song made to answer a previous song, usually recorded by a different artist. Love it. Okay. Here's uh, another one. Candy Girl by New Edition, 1982, was a response to a 1970 hit. I feel like Casey Kasem. A 1970 hit from the Jackson 5, ABC. No way. Yeah. Reba's Whoever's in New England. I knew this. From yep. 1986 was a response. I had no idea. Was a response to Barry Manilow's hit Weekend in New England in, New England, in 1975. Yeah. Yep. One more. Paper Doll, 2013, John Mayer, viewed as a response viewed as a response song to Taylor Swift's Dear John, released in 2010. Love it. So Cole Swindell's answer song to Heads Carolina and Tales California is track number four on his new album. She had me at Heads Carolina. He even samples the song in the very beginning. It's a cold open, a cold intro on this song. This is how it uh, it opens, uh, track four on stereotype. And then it breaks into that original, that riff from the original. He's He's got a little bit of the riff of the song running through his song, too. I love it. He was on tour with Thomas Rhett last year. And Cole had been listening to the song. Like, you know, songs just reappear back in your, your library and your memories. Or song comes on the radio you hadn't heard in 20 years. And suddenly you go back to that moment. You heard it, you know, the first time. Or He'd been thinking a lot about the song. So he said to Thomas Rhett, to T.R., I want to give this a shot. I want to see what we can do here. And Cole had thought of a way to rework the song. But he said to, I read somewhere, he said that, that he knew he had to approach it carefully. Heads Carolina Tills California is is what's called in radio a power yeah. record. In other words, and that's probably one of six from Jody Messina. You're going to hear him forever on country radio. You will hear Jody Messina. It's like, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, Heads Carolina Tills California. She had about a half dozen maybe in her career. Is what I said. There, it's still being played. It is on so, the daily. So Cole knew he had to be careful because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a considered. If you are a power record, or you're an artist that has a power title, what that says about that song, if, if radio stations are going to play it forever, there was a likability that was off the charts. There was yeah. a um, a connection made with with list, country listeners in that song. You couldn't Other, play it. You couldn't overplay it. Right. Otherwise, it's not going to make it to a power category. That's that's like the elite. What's Mark Rick say? Elite. That's the elite. Yeah. That's where the elite country artists and in, in their songs live. Jody is an elite. So Jody did not write the song. She had nothing to do with it. So she didn't have to sign off on it. TR and Cole Swindell had to reach out to the original songwriters. It was Mark uh, D. Sanders and uh, excuse me, Tim, Tim Nichols. And not only did they say yes, they helped to write the response song. It's on Cole's album that's available now. Really? So did TR help write it too? Yeah. And, and Cole. Well, it was Cole, TR, and Tim Nichols, and Mark T. Sanders. I love it. So smart. So, last Friday, I got to thinking. I'm in the studio. I'm on the air. I do 3 to 7 Eastern weekday afternoons on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5 Afternoon Drive. It's called The Afternoon Ride with Cadillac Jack. And you can download. Join me every, every weekday afternoon. You can listen live on the apps. Free to download. It's and that's if you live in Tampa, Florida. Anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Yeah. 
5.45 Friday, I'm sitting right here. And I was reading on social media all of the buzz about this song from Cole Swindell. Because he had a great news cycle, a great press run with this. He got a lot of attention. He was on Good Morning America yesterday morning. He's getting a lot of attention with this album. And I think he deserves every bit of it. great. Great. This is a song, though, that from the, the however many tracks on Stereotype, the title track, Stereotype, which is a phenomenal song. So good. That Cole wrote himself. Uh, that one's getting a lot of play. And this one's getting just as much, if not maybe more play. So I thought to myself, you know what? Self. Mm-hmm. What does Jody Messina think about this song? Mm. So I cracked the mic two minutes after I had this thought. And I opened the break coming out of a Jody Messina song that I had planted, you know, on purpose. And I opened the mic and I said, I need your help. And you pause for just like this. You pause a long time. I need your help finding Jody Messina right now. She lives in Griffin, Georgia. She probably get her nails done or something. Just like, hello. Next episode, I'm going to give you a peek behind the kimono about this whole, how this all came down. I had an hour to get Jody Messina on the phone to make this bit successful, to make it a home run. I'll tell you next week who the first person was to reach out to her and say, um, hey, listen, Cadillac Jack is looking for you. Mm. It was not her husband, Chris. He was the second person to call her and say, listen, you need to call Cadillac. Do I know Jody? Um, I hadn't seen her in a long, long time. Years, probably. Did we meet in, in when I was in Atlanta? Hell, I was there in 94, so I was there when she launched. Yeah, I'm sure you, you know? did a ton of things. At the end of this episode, stick around, and I'm going to play some of the radio breaks from Friday on the Bear 92.5. And if you don't want to hear me, not interested, just dump out when we get done at the end. It was all done live. I had no clue as each break ended what I was going to do the next break, which is very unlike me. I didn't know what was going to happen. And looking back, Donna, I could have waited and done what I would. Tug and I used to do this all the time with bits. I could have waited and gone backwards with it. Because I could get Jody Messina's number. I could get that done in, in, in an hour. But I didn't want to wait. And so I didn't work backwards with it. But I'll tell you next episode whether or not it worked. I played nine Jody Messina songs in a row. Okay. I played every Jody Messina song we had at the Bear 925 in, in, in our library. Actually, I played one twice. I love it. Because uh, I ran out of songs. Because I said, I have to hear from her by, by seven. I get off at seven. She's got to call me by seven. In an hour, did my bounty for Jody Messina work last Friday? We'll talk about it next episode. I love it. The Bear 925. Download the apps free. Grab it while you can. Or not, hell, grab it while you can. That's such a radio thing to say. I know. I can. Is See, it going are somewhere? We, are we going somewhere? One clip I wanted to play from that song from, from Cole. This is the introduction, the first, like the first part of the, the first verse, the first two lines of the first verse. Because he's out with the guys. Okay, they're going to do a bar. Here is the uh, the opening to She Had Me at uh, Heads Carolina. She was in a circle of girls chasing a shot with a line. She was laughing, they were there and her to give 
South Georgia. She's got the bar in the palm of her hand. She's a 90s country fan like I am. Right, oh, I want him to find him a girl. So bad. He, he has may- one. He does? Yes. I love yeah, Cole. She's a former um, cheerleader for uh, uh, the Panthers. Get out. Yeah. Been oh, I'm for two years. so excited. She was in one of his videos. He's so cute. Audio for this episode from ABC This Week. Tammy Raber on TikTok. I give her credit for Who's that. she? She's the one that filmed the Kid Rock intro oh, from, got from it. Trump. Got it. Let's also thank uh, Kid Rock Productions. Let's Ars- thank Jennifer and her husband. Who? Let's thank Jennifer and her husband. Did they give the us beaver. audio? The well, beaver? but I don't know. They're working on it. Uh, audio from RCA Records, Morgan Wallen and Big Loud Records, Joni Messina and Curb Records, MCA Records, and Reba. Remember the days that Reba was on MCA? Oh, yeah. Golly, those are the, those are the big. Louis Newman? God love you, Uncle Lou. Oh, my you know? gosh. I miss Louis Newman. Many thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. New episodes on Tuesday. You get one on Thursday. Two a week of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Cadillac Jack on the Southside's best country. The Bear 92.5. Cadillac Jack. Okay, listen. I need to talk to Jody Messina right now. I'm putting out a bounty on Jody Messina to call me before 7 o'clock. I've not heard from Jody Messina yet. This this may may be a little more difficult than I thought it'd be. How many people live in Spalding County? Where's Where's Chuck? We have some music we can play on the beer. I'm sorry, I should be better prepared. I'm very sorry. All right, let's play you some music while we dial. While we dial Chuck Brown. Chuck Brown, I swear. Chuck is is the CEO of Brightmore Healthcare down in Griffin. They employ like 18,000 people or something down there. You think that. Listen, we're live on the air on the Bear 95 Chuck, okay? You live in Fayette County, but you're, you know, Brightmore Healthcare. The campus, the beautiful 150 acre campus is in Griffin. It's Baldwin County, correct? Correct. All right. Do you know Jody Messina? And how can I get in touch with her? Do I know Jody Messina? She, I know her next door neighbor. Can you run over there to her house and, and, and tell Jody, Jody to call? Messina's yeah, and, and have. And well, you can just go over there and knock on Jody's door and ask her to call me. Huh? Well, I'll be glad to do that. Okay. I'm sure she'll do it right away. Too. I, I, you would think, Chuck, you sound like a, you're, you're being sarcastic a little bit in your tone. I'm, I'm sure that she would. What do you, <laughs> would I be sarcastic with you? I think you would be. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, here, I'm only here till 7, Chuck, so let's get over there, okay? I appreciate it. Okay, thank I'm you. I'm going to run on over there now. Yeah, I'm, sure, yes, I, I, I'm not kidding, Chuck. I need, listen, I'll call bingo numbers every Monday and Wednesday for the rest of my life if you get this taken care of for me, okay? I'm don't here, make no problem. I'll, I'll keep you. I'm here till 7. Chuck Brown, Brightmore Healthcare, Griffin, Base Company. He's going to get this taken care of. So I have resorted to this. I've resorted to this. I would rather get my wisdom teeth pulled, yanked, like with no 
sort of uh, numbing cream or any sort of laughing gas or anything, then, then they have to make this phone call I'm about to make right now live on the Bear 925. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, I need to talk to Jody Messina. I, and I'm going to call, make a call right now that I'd rather not make. But I'm going to I'm gonna eat my pride, whatever it's called, and suck it up, buttercup. Uh, Jody, by the way, sings this song. Maybe That's it, right? It's Carolina. Tell California. Where do you think this, where do you think Robbie's going to be? He won't answer. He won't answer. I'll tell you why in a second. Yep. Yep. Robbie, trying to call Robbie from the Half and Half Morning Show on the Beer 925, because I know he's got Jody Messina's number. I know he does. Here's the thing that Robbie won't give it to me. I'm sorry. The person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not okay. been set up What yet. adult man Please, does not have, what adult man does not have his, uh, Voicemail box. Hey. Cal Pearls has it too. Call me Cal right now. Cal's not going to get to me. Yeah. Oh, this is Cal, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, brother Cal. Brother Cal not answering a brother Cadillac's phone call. That's right. That is Jody Messina. Yes, one of the best country songs ever recorded in the history of country music, and you've you've heard me say that before here on the Bear ninety two five several two. D Rock, you've heard me say that, have you not? I have heard you say that. That she's one of the most talented. She is not one of. She is the most talented female artist in the in the in the in the format of country music. All right, you have her number, don't you? I do have. Her. See, I knew, I knew, I should have called D Rock first. I knew it. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Do you know why I wanted to reach out to her and it was so desperately necessary that I talked to her and I failed miserably? Yeah, well, see, I got to know why it's today. Um, well, it didn't necessarily have to be today, but it would have made a whole lot more sense. All right, Cole Swindell's album <laughs> dropped today. Yeah. Stereotype dropped today. Cole right. has a song on there. I'll play a piece of it right now. Has a song on there called uh, She Had Me at Heads Carolina. Have you, you know what a callback song is? It's where yeah. a current song references another song. This is Cole right, Swindell. He wrote, he wrote this with Thomas Rhett. And it's on his new album that dropped today, and it's called uh, She Had Me at Heads, Carolina, a callback to uh, Jody. So it's uh, got the same beat. So they go to a bar, and she's doing karaoke, and et cetera, et cetera. We don't have time for the song. Yeah. Um, um, so they had to get permission of the songwriters to do that. Uh, they cite your source Cadillac being Cole Swindell and Thomas Rhett, the songwriters. Yeah. And they got it from Mark Sand. Marty Sanders is one of the writers and I forgot the other. Uh, they didn't have to get Jody's permission because she didn't have a cut. And I wanted, I need to get her blessing on record because I could run with that. and got a lot of press. That thing that, uh, it's the same one that, uh, Rick Brown was tweeted about yesterday. Yes. Maybe? The album. Yes. Yes. That was the title track. This is uh this is another, the whole album is, is the bomb. Hang on. We're going to talk off the air, but I need to get that number from me. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. All right, I should have called D-Rock from the beginning. I said that. D-Rock's off tonight. Cadillac Jack on the Southside's Best Country. The Bear, 92.5.